Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Feel Better with Tara Styles. I'm Tara Styles, and welcome to the show. Yay! I just love doing this. So thank you so much for listening. <laughs> it really is a highlight for me of how I get to spend my time right now. Spend so much time, my kind of doing time, doing yoga. And of course, I love that. That's so fulfilling. And spending time with Daisy and Mike, of course, huge part of my life as well. And really a big part of my life, I'm sure a lot of you can relate to this, especially right now, that's missing is having conversations <laughs> with grown-ups about all kinds of things, really anything. So every chance that I've gotten to do something in person in the last few years or any new friend that I've made in person or even online through going on other people's podcasts, I've felt really almost an unhealthy balance from my own energy, wanting to kind of lean a little bit too far forward or squeeze in a little bit too much just because of the lack of this kind of conversation. So thank you so much for giving me an opportunity to be a grown up <laughs> and to really fulfill a deep need that I have. And I'm sure many of us have to process, to learn, to grow, to exchange ideas and have a little bit of inspiration that takes us back to our own real inner world of daydreaming and planning and exploring. So thank you for that. I literally change my outfit <laughs> in a way physically from the yoga to this time to feel a bit more put together, feel a bit more like I'm going out, <laughs> not to a bar or club, something like that, but I'm going out to have a, a wonderful meal or a wonderful conversation with a friend. So thank you for really fulfilling that piece of of need for me. Let me know if you have that need as well and how that's been going the last few years. I know a lot of people are returning to doing more things. I'm definitely returning to doing more things, thankfully. But I do feel that imbalance in myself of 
squeezing a little too tightly of the new friends that I make. So I think this will diffuse that, that squeeze, that hold on a bit. There's that character. What's her name? You'll have to remind me in Tiny Toon Adventures. I remember coming home from school, getting off the bus <laughs> and running to the television because back then, you know, back in the olden days, things came on when they came on. And if you missed it, you were out of luck. And there was that character in Tiny Toon Adventures and she just loved animals so much. She squeezed them and squeezed them and squeezed them and she squeezed them to the point of injuring them and hurting them. And (laughs) I noticed a little bit of that in myself whenever I would make a new friend. Ah, hello, hello. (sighs) Tell me everything that's going on. So I wonder if I'm not alone in that little bit of experience during this time. Hopefully we've all also had some time to reflect, my goodness, plan, decide how we want to be moving forward into every day. I love with yoga. It's so corny, but I love sharing every breath as an opportunity to feel better. And it's really true. Either we can just blow through the moments and stress and flip out and not pay attention or in a way, not force ourselves to pay attention, but the action of softening. I'm going to soften a little bit. I'm going to decide to soften. So I notice what I'm doing. I notice my breath moving through me. I notice how I'm reacting to the situation, even in the moment of chaos. (laughs) I, I notice what's going on around me a little bit more. And I notice if I need a little time to step back and relax and process even in the middle of chaos. So let me know if I'm if I'm not alone on that one for sure too. All right, today, huge topic, another huge topic, friend suggested topic. So thank you so much for sending in and all the different ways we send in isn't really the right term anymore. It's not the 90s. <laughs> But, you know, leaving comments and sending messages and DMs and all this stuff, that's really the new sending in or calling in. But my friend Casey suggested a podcast on building confidence. And her angle there, I think, really resonates with myself, of course, but a lot of folks here as well. Let me know if this resonates with you. Building confidence when it comes to what you're sharing in the world, what you're trying to build and you're leading, if you're leading yoga and you're leading, if you're leading a new idea, if you're starting a business, if you're doing something really from scratch in this way, how do you build confidence? And then of course, having all of this confidence ideas rattling around in my mind, (laughs) I start to think a bit more broadly beyond the how to be confident in your work. And I think about confidence in life and where that comes from. (laughs) Who has it? Who doesn't have it? How do we get it? How do we get more of it? How do we balance it so we're not full of ourselves? And maybe there's some secrets in there that we can share with each other. And what I came up with (laughs) in my few weeks of research and sharing, 
that sounds so silly. But really what I've come up with in reflection and actually a new book that I'm working on, we'll see if if how this goes, if how this goes. <laughs> a new book that I'm working on deals with this quite a bit. So I've been reading and writing and reflecting upon this very topic of confidence in work and in life as well. And in my own experience, confidence has come from doing, learning and doing, learning and doing, back and forth, learning and doing, not just doing, but learning and doing. (laughs) And the interplay of all of this forever, not until you gain confidence, but really there is no, I've arrived at confidence and now I don't need to learn and do, learn and do, learn and do anymore. I'm just confident. So for me, that really does extend to everything else in life. And it was a question when I first started getting asked to be interviewed in different magazines and blogs and TV things here and there, all of a sudden, everybody wants to know your opinion on everything. What do you eat in a day? How do you get so confident? These kind of things. And it's a real funny thing because there isn't one answer for everyone. I can speak for myself. (laughs) But when you're in that position of getting a bit of attention, I felt there's a real responsibility to be careful with that, to share what I've learned, to share my own process, but also not to prescribe what everybody else should be doing to gain confidence. But there is a real wisdom there. And in speaking to over the years, teachers in different fields that are quite a bit older than me, that have had more decades of experience, I've seen some threads of commonality that have reassured this process of learning and doing and learning and doing and learning and doing. (laughs) So happy to share because I'm not alone. It's not a fluke, this learning and doing thing. So I, I suppose I'm pretty confident in leading yoga. I don't get nervous leading a yoga class. I've been through pretty much everything that could go wrong (laughs) during a yoga class from little mess ups that I would have. That's one category. But really the whole other category of what could go wrong, I think has really built the confidence and experience to be able to deal with so many different chaotic moments. (laughs) So what can go wrong in a yoga class? that has given me confidence after I've been through these wrong things many times is little things that you might not think would affect a yoga leader or somebody in the front of the room, but people coming and going whenever they please, that could be distracting, right? So the first time or the first 10 times somebody gets up in the middle of your yoga class and just leaves, you think, oh my gosh, they hate me. It's all about me. They've They've decided that this was the worst experience ever and now they're gone. And you never know. Maybe that's true. I haven't really found that to be true in my own experience. Usually that person just needs to go somewhere. (laughs) But the act of them getting up and leaving can be frustrating and nerve-wracking and create insecurity 
in in the teacher for sure. So I've been through that many times enough to realize that, oh, people just have to go somewhere sometimes and that's okay. So that happens. And after that's happened many times, it doesn't frustrate me or freak me out in any way. I wouldn't even say frustrate me. For me, I never get angry at somebody in my yoga class ever, unless there's somebody that is deliberately causing a problem, which has also happened (laughs) for sure. I don't like when people start to teach other people in the yoga class strictly because I don't want to be responsible for the teachings of somebody else under what I'm already leading. I don't want somebody in my class to then injure somebody else also in the class, if that makes sense. So I'm not a big fan of, of this oh, let me get up and help this other person if I'm in the class. I'll kind of go over and not really forcefully stop the person, but I've learned some ninja skills and diffusing the situation, you know, (laughs) walking over and just starting a conversation about something entirely different usually helps or giving the person, helping the other person a compliment about their t-shirt really because often they just want some attention Fulfilling that need for attention for people is a skill that has also helped me build confidence because I know how to manage people's wants and needs and desires in the safe context of the environment that I'm in charge of. (laughs) And going through that many, many times builds confidence. There was a class once when a guy came in that I know has some mental health issues. And I'm pretty sure that he was also on some drugs as well. And he was weaving through the class kind of like he was in a a forest and all of the people were animals running around. And it was a pretty busy class and it started to get pretty strange. And... Thankfully, that was an instance where Mike was there and he, of course, saw what was happening and he was able to do what I would do if I was not leading the class, but kind of hanging around outside, which he was able to walk this person out the front door and have them think that it was their idea to leave. (laughs) So essentially kick somebody out without them knowing that they're being kicked out. So he just started talking to this person, hanging around, and using his body position to walk him out, essentially. And that's also a ninja skill as well. (laughs) So thankfully, I didn't have to deal with that in that particular moment. But I did deal with it by sort of signaling Mike to help. And that was cool. I bring up these little situations that go wrong in the middle of leading, not to freak anybody out about all of the things that will go wrong when you lead a yoga class or do the things that you're doing, but to normalize all of the things going wrong as opportunities really to create experience, to create you doing a better job the next time that happens. There's scrollers in the class, you know, since Instagram started becoming more popular, I would see people literally scrolling through their feed in the middle of a yoga class. (laughs) This was distracting to me. 
And I would be nervous that it would be distracting to somebody else as well. So I would find ways with my body position to turn my back to these people that were scrolling or one person that was scrolling kind of a thing, not give them attention in a way. Also someone kicking and forcing and and creating a sweat pool around themselves in a I want attention kind of way and a look at me, look at me kind of way. That person doesn't need any more attention. They want that attention, but they don't need it. So I've learned by doing it incorrectly or my version of incorrectly by giving them attention saying, oh, good job with your handstand or whatever. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, everyone else in the class is giving that person attention and trying to do what they do. And they become the co-leader in a way. But I learned my lesson after doing that once that that person, that show-off kind of person is fine. They're doing their thing. It doesn't need to be good or bad. I don't need to have an opinion about it right there. But I can, in a way, turn my back on that person as well and give my attention to everyone else in the room. Diffuse where the attention is going so the attention can be kept inward with each individual person on themselves while they enjoy this collective experience of the group. So confidence really, for me, does come from going through all the things that go wrong over and over and over and over and over again for forever. (laughs) So learning from something that goes wrong so the next time you can do it better. Just like a yoga practice, which is why it's so cool when everything becomes everything. If you're moving with ease and moving with softness and you do something and you notice you bring a little bit too much force or you're in the wrong body position and the movement doesn't work out or you crash a little bit or whatever it is, you learn because you know the foundations of softness. You know the foundations of, oh, I wasn't in the right position there. Or you know yourself enough to know that you forced it and that's why it didn't work out. Or on the other side of it, you didn't bring enough energy to the movement, and that's why it didn't work out. So I have so many stories. Some are entertaining enough to share. Some are just regular stories of everything not going like I think it should go or like I'd hope it would go. But without all of those experiences, I would learn a lot less. I would gain a lot less confidence because nothing wrong would ever happen. There was a training we were doing in London, and this was a few years ago. We've, we since have found, uh, uh, we've corrected the situation. <laughs> I'll just put it like that. But this was a studio that we found online, and I hadn't been there before. It was a photo studio, and it looked really beautiful in the pictures. And I went there a couple days before to make sure everything was okay, checked it out. Everything seemed fine. It was a a couple that was also living in the space, you know, two doors down. It was a big building and it looked great. It looked fine for yoga. I got there, made sure it was clean, rearranged a little bit, opened up the space. Cool. We're good to go. We go back to the hotel. This is before Daisy. Mike and I go back, we prepare, we 
go get the groceries for the few weeks. We are all ready. Okay, so the morning of the training happens. We walk there again. We get to the place. The key does not work. <laughs> the door does not work. It's, it's just, it's not working. We can't get in. So finally, we're able to contact the couple that lives there. They were sleeping. They were very bothered by us. It was off to not a good start. We were able to get in, able to change the keys. Again, that's my mistake because when I went there a few days before to check it out, they had the front door open for us and they gave me a key, but they gave me the wrong key. I should have checked it in the lock. Now I do every time I go somewhere. People think that's a little silly when they're hanging out with me. Oh, we just, of course, that's the right key. Sometimes it's not. (laughs) Always check. So we got there, went to the space, but something had happened. It was freezing cold in there. It was February, end of February, early March. So London was cold, but a few days before the heat was on and everything was fine. So I said to the couple, what's happening? Why is it freezing? We need the heat on. Took a long time to get the heat on. Something had happened with the heat. And then downstairs from the space that we were renting, painters were working and which normally would be fine, but there was all of this noise and all of these fumes that were really filling the air with this kind of toxic smell. It was really intense. Not so great for a yoga training. (laughs) So I go downstairs and I talk to the guys. It's not their fault. They're hired to do this painting job. It's the couple's fault for arranging all of this work and trying to be opportunistic all at the same time. And I say, hey, we've got this yoga training happening. Is it possible to keep the noise down during these times and do your noisy things at these times? And eventually I had just worked it out directly with the workers. So that was fine. And after a couple of days, we were in a flow. The workers and our group, we were cool. We were all kind of talking and hanging out. Nobody was angry at each other, was angry at the couple. They had started to feel really bad. They had seen how really awesome the people coming to the training are, how respectful they are of spaces. I think they didn't quite know what to expect with us. So they thought they could just kind of not turn the heat on (laughs) and we would warm ourselves up somehow. But I learned. I learned my lesson. I learned how to be in that space. I learned how to take advantage of of what I could in that space. By the end of it, something really beautiful happened. The couple found out that in our studio in New York, we had these colorful lights that we would put on the ground to illuminate the room and they could change to different colors like pink or red or yellow, whatever. And they had went out, they had felt so bad and they really started to like us a lot, like the group a lot. And they had purchased these lights for the room. And I thought, well, this is really sweet, actually. We're not going to rent the space again, (laughs) but this is a really nice thing. So after that, we found a beautiful photo studio that's a very nice operation and they have photo shoots and video shoots all the time, many rooms, a cafe, a staff there, the doors always open, that kind of a thing. And I'm comfortable in the photo studio world, given my background a little bit. And I know the spaces are beautiful. So we started to use 
that studio next. (laughs) But again, I wouldn't have learned my lesson and how to make it better in the process as well. Because I couldn't change spaces. I had paid for this space. There was no other space to rent at the moment. You can't really do a lot of things last minute in a big city like that. All of these people coming in had arranged their hotels and apartments around where we were planning to be. So I had to fix it. (laughs) I had to make it as best as I could. And it ended up being really nice. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. So, confidence is a big thing. And if you feel like you don't have it, there's a lot to do about it, which I think is really cool. It's a proactive situation. There's always something to do. And maybe that's just a little bit of my wiring as well. I'm always looking for how to make things better, how to rearrange the furniture so the room feels better, how to live near my family so I can do yoga and shiatsu with my parents and grandmas and uncles and aunts and hang out with my cousin in the combine and also do yoga and podcasts and things like that during this particular moment of life (laughs) while Daisy's still small and doing her things. And I think there's a lot of wisdom in figure out what you can do with what you have and keep doing that. And the confidence comes in doing it no matter if someone is hiring you to do it or if you're writing your own missions or if you're volunteering in this way. Especially now with social media explosion, comparison, mindset, FOMO, all of these things. I can see where it would be incredibly hard to start anything because you look around and there's so much already happening that looks so fancy. (laughs) So really, it's important to put it all down and do and learn and do and learn and not pick up the phone, (laughs) except when you need to call somebody or share something that you want to share or connect a little bit. But it can be a real slippery slope, I think, with social media and confidence, for sure. It's a confidence killer, definitely. So however you can limit your use of social media and look at your use of it being useful for you, not destructive for you, is wonderful. I keep in touch with my friends on social media for sure. I like and heart and comment all of their things for sure. I want to support 
Definitely. And then I look at social media for inspiration. What are other people doing? What's going on in the world? What's happening with the National Geographic page? Things like this. But when things make you feel bad about yourself, that's when you have to know that it's not your fault. (laughs) It's that wonderful movie with Robin Williams and Matt Damon. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Oh, I'm always forgetting the name of this movie. Matt Damon plays the genius who didn't go to college and figured out the math equation on the board. Please let me know the name of this movie. (laughs) It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. And then, of course, there's a big breakdown. So if you want to lead yoga, start doing a lot of yoga. (laughs) Do the yoga all the time for yourself, just for yourself, so you can get to know yourself. You learn so much of what you can share by doing the thing on yourself, self-practice, self-study. Read the books, find good teachers that you like, do some trainings. Yes, of course, but at the same time, practice on yourself, reflect, and start sharing. Don't wait for an opportunity to teach a class or to teach an online class. Grab a person, a real person in your life and Ask them if they would be up for you doing a one-on-one class with them. Do that with as many people as you can, as many different people as you can. Get a class going in the park for free. (laughs) I did this. It was so fun and taught me so much. And I had no idea how much it would be a big post in my life's timeline. And my own reflection of my life's timeline is free yoga in Central Park (laughs) with me. Sewing a flag, free yoga with Tara Styles. Nobody knew the name Tara Styles, but I just thought it was funny. So I made this flag. It gave me a lot of confidence. Nobody cared. I think that's the best time to practice when nobody cares. There's no pressure. Nobody's waiting for you to do something. Nobody's waiting for you to share your message with the world. And that's not meant to sound pessimistic. But what the world is waiting for is you to understand yourself enough, to learn enough about the thing that you want to share, and then try it on for yourself so you have a unique and inspired point of view. And that's what the world is waiting for. When you lead from that place, that inspired place where you have learning and doing and learning and doing and learning and doing tumbled together forever, the process becomes the goal and confidence simply becomes you. This is cool. So don't worry if you're confident or not confident. Let that be decided by the people that interview you. How did you gain your confidence? What do you do when you're not confident? What tea do you drink when you're not confident? Whatever it is. Simply focus on always learning about many things if you're interested in that. My focus, of course, is well-being, 
yoga, tai chi, shiatsu. I love learning about the healing arts, all of them, Ayurveda, feng shui. (laughs) I'm not an expert in all of the healing arts. I'll let someone else decide if I'm an expert or not at yoga, eventually maybe at Tai Chi, eventually maybe at Shiatsu, but I practice these things all the time. I'm learning more about Ayurveda. I find friends to hang around. I want to know, I want to improve myself. And at a certain point in that improving, you have some things to share. Not by repeating what your friend said or repeating what your teacher said, but by listening to what your teachers say, by trying these messages on, the ones that speak to you, the ones that inspire you, by practicing loads with yourself, learning and growing, and then sharing, learning and growing and sharing, learning and growing and sharing. (laughs) And guess what? That's the goal. When you put your goal on learning, improving yourself, and then if you feel like it, sharing, then there you go. There's confidence. When sharing becomes the goal, what am I going to share today? By the way, that's super unhealthy and new and weird, sharing content, creating content. It's not a healthy, natural, productive activity when it comes to actual confidence and actual growth. Now, it may be a good idea for gaining new followers or customers or getting attention, these kind of things. But when you think about actual improving at the thing that you're doing, sharing should be the smallest piece. Learning and doing should be much, much bigger. So share, of course, share. We want to know, we want to be a part of your sharing. But you'll gain that security in yourself, that confidence in yourself, if you're learning and doing a whole lot more than you're sharing. And you're consuming as well is even less. (laughs) Learning, doing, sharing, consuming. Consuming, I mean, scrolling and scrolling in a way where you end up feeling bad about yourself, unconfident in a way from other people's projections of what they're wanting you to see. And that gets very unreal as well. And this works as well with your life confidence. I've noticed that for myself, for sure. I've been called a business leader. I've got to go to Harvard and NYU and lead Q&As and speak at conferences about most powerful women and these kind of things. And I don't hold a, a regular CEO's title. I'm not part of group meetings at Uh, companies and board meetings and these kinds of things. But I think I get asked to be there because I'm spending so much time learning and doing, learning and doing that other people have said, wait a minute, this makes sense for my category. Let's invite you over to this business meeting. Let's invite you over to 
collaborate with a nail brand, Sundays, it's amazing, by the way. Let's invite you over to design or collaborate with an apparel brand. Let's invite you over to this. Let's see if you can be useful spreading the word on this nonprofit or whatever it is. And the more you spend your time learning and doing, at least in my experience, the more opportunities you'll also get outside of your immediate category to continue to do those things. I feel so lucky that I've continued to be asked to do things, which I never expect. It's always a bonus. I'm the kind of person where I write my own missions. I started my own studio. Nobody asked me to start a yoga studio, by the way. (laughs) Didn't get an invitation. Mike and I started the Strali Yoga app together. We just hadn't had time to do that before 2020. We finally got around to it. We've had everything online before that, of course, but we hadn't got to do the live classes online. And also the technology wasn't there yet for live all the time. And now it is. So timing is good. The more you do, the more you'll get asked to continue to do the things that you're already doing. And that will also build confidence. Just think it's really cool. (laughs) Learning and doing, learning and doing, learning and doing. And then when you feel so inspired to share, that's the time to share. Because those shares will actually impact people. They will impress upon people. That's my two cents on confidence for sure. More on social media, perhaps, in another podcast. Dun, dun, dun. All right, let's go to a voicemail. Hi, Tara. My name is Samantha. And first off, I am a huge fan I started doing your yoga videos about 15 years ago, and yoga has truly transformed my life. So thank you, thank you, thank you for everything you've done for me and my way of thinking about health, my wealth as well. (laughs) But I don't really have a question. It's kind of just to kind (laughs) of give you some some praise because this podcast is amazing and I'm so thankful for it and thankful for you and every ounce of wisdom you're able to provide to your audience. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I just have to say that you've changed my mind about how to feel good in your body. It doesn't necessarily have to be high impact. It can be slow and gentle. So you really changed my mind. And I just wanted to say thank you. I don't want this to be too long. So thank you. Take care. Wow. So beautiful. Just taking that in for a moment. (laughs) It's so beautiful to receive wonderful feedback. Thank you so much, Samantha. And I'm so happy about your realization and your forward momentum and practice about being gentle on yourself, moving with ease and seeing how being good to you when you move with ease and are gentle with yourself gives you 
so much. <laughs> it's given me so much. I have to share. Such a beautiful message to receive. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm just thinking about confidence now. And it's so interesting hearing that wonderful message from Samantha made me really emotional. But I wouldn't say that it gave me more confidence. I would say that it's so beautiful and encouraging and soul connecting to know that what you're doing is good. Maybe that's confidence. Encouragement. (sighs) So beautiful. But there isn't a reliance on positive feedback for confidence, just in the grand scheme of things. So Samantha's message made my day for sure. (laughs) Probably made my week. Thank you. (sighs) But I know what I'm doing is good because I feel it for myself. And I know when I share it, I get that kind of feedback from everyone. And that sounds a little bit narcissistic maybe or strange to say, but I do think there's a real wisdom in reminding yourself that when you're doing the thing that you're doing and you really enjoy it and it's helped you and you're learning about it and you're sharing it and you're sharing this thing that's so great, there's no reason to be nervous that you're being superficial because you become a vessel. It's like watching a beautiful artist. If you guys have watched Ozark, (laughs) like everybody else, but I'm obsessed with uh, Julia Gardner, just like so many millions of people around the world. But watching her play Ruth is incredible. It's a, she's a vessel for this complex character that reminds me so much of a version of myself. I think that's why I'm so into it. But being from a small town in the middle of nowhere, kind of similar to Ozark. <laughs> There's some some interest in her character for me. But I really do think it's beautiful and hopefully useful to know that it's okay to be a vessel. We are vessels anyway for life. We are a body with this mind and this spirit. And what we choose to do here with every breath is a decision to become more superficial or more soul connected. So I don't mean to sound corny when I say that message is right on. It's an affirmation that I'm doing an okay thing. And we all deserve that affirmation that we're doing an okay thing. When you're doing the thing that you're pretty good at (laughs) and you give yourself a lot of learning and lessons and teaching in that thing. So you become even better at it and your natural ability is also supported there. You're doing your 
your soul's work, essentially, other people will show up and tell you that that's the right thing. Synchronicities. And we all have this ability. And maybe there's a little bit of confidence in there as well. When you're doing the thing that's aligned with your soul's work, essentially, and you spend your energy instead of being nervous about yourself and your looks or your appearance or your things or what other people think of you, all of those kind of superficial things, and you put your energy on the doing, you put your energy on the forward momentum of fixing things, (laughs) figuring out how to turn the heat on instead of worrying if people are upset. I could have taken a few different avenues with that. I could have decided to panic, but I know better. I know that panic isn't going to change anything. I could have decided to play the victim and made everybody in the training feel bad for me. That wouldn't be that useful. They're coming to take care of themselves. I'm not going to do that. These things really don't come to my mind, but in reflection, maybe it's useful to talk about confidence in a way of doing your thing and then improving that for yourself and for others and making that the goal. How cool is that? Doing and learning, doing and learning, doing and learning, practicing, doing and learning, practicing, doing and learning, practicing, 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 and then sharing. Doing and learning, doing and learning. (laughs) There's a beautiful rhythm there. Sharing when you're overflowing, for sure. How cool is that? All right, let's do a little confidence meditation. Bring yourself to an easy place, an easeful place. Watch your breath move you. Notice how your breath moves through you. Your work, your passion, your desire to be more well, to be more healthy, to be more vibrant. That's just like that breath moving through you. There's a connection. There's a familiarness between your breath body connection and your soul, your passion, your forward momentum connection. Know that you're enough. Using your energy to learn, to do, to share when you're just overflowing. To put your energy on improving. To put your energy on doing. To connect with yourself and connect outside of yourself at the same time. To be aware in yourself and the people in the world around you. That act of paying attention to yourself and the people in the world around you at the same time, that will build confidence because you will be more aware of where you are, of who you are, of what you'd like to do, of how you'd like to spend your time here of what you'd like to be a vessel for, your unique ideas, 
for yourself, your own radiance, your own experience, your own joy of life, and any unique ideas you have to share to help others. Take a big inhale. Long exhale. You're ready, gently open your eyes. So welcome back. I hope that was fun for you. (laughs) It's definitely fun for me. Feel free to join in, practice with us live anytime you like. We're there every day. Replays, of course, after. Yay, internet. (laughs) Every day, as well as hundreds of practices. Really whatever suits your needs, whatever length of time, whatever type of practice. Been doing this long enough. There's something for everyone. Enough to keep you interested in yourself. So feel free to join along in the Strala Yoga app anytime. We're happy to have you. Grateful to practice with you. And most importantly, take good care. (sighs) Let me know how this goes for you. Please leave me a message at terrastyles.com. You can click the button and record on your phone or your computer, whatever you got. And I'd love to hear from you. Big hugs and see you soon. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 